Welcome everybody to your Seven Square CEO Spotlight, where we interview successful CEOs and we get actionable, implementable steps that you can implement immediately in your business. And forgive me for that word, that's a mouthful. I have today with me a good friend of mine, Mr. Philip Webb. Phil, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing amazing. It's going well. Absolutely. So Phil, before we jump right into it, tell the people who you are a little bit about yourself. All right. So my name is Philip Webb from PDQ Merchant Enterprises and the ATM Mastermind Group page. And what we do is we teach people how to start an ATM business from the ground up. So if you're working a nine to five and you want to transition a little, get us what we call a side hustle or put some extra, extra passive income money into your pocket. We teach you from the ground up how to do that. And I've been doing it for over 20, 22 years now. I love it. Love it. So Phil, today we really just want to talk about as you've been building that business over 22 years, I know you've been through a lot. You've done a lot, seen a lot. <laughs> what is one or two things that you had to work through in order to get on the other side of success, so to speak. So what is something that you can share with the people that was a major hindrance or that was detrimental to your business? How did you overcome it? And after you overcame it, how did your business grow or continue to grow from there? Okay. So in the beginning, I was same as probably most of the people, just like in the audience, um, as I was working a nine to five. And one of the ways I wanted to and I want to get ahead of, of I was watching in, in the business that I was in. I'm like, well, I can get a little raise every year, but I'm not, I just can't get to that next level that I wanted to get at. I want to start controlling my own destiny. One of the challenges, I, I was a, an avid golfer coming up and I was working for a, uh, for a, a company and there was the golf course was about eight minutes away and there was a golf league that I wanted to play in. And they said, uh, now the golf league started at, at between four and five. I worked to five. So I asked the lady who owned the company, hey, on Thursdays, you think I could get off at about 420 and then I can get to the golf course by, you know, by five, by quarter to five. And I could play in the last couple of groups. And she says, you know what? We worked to five here. I'm like, it's just basically 20 weeks. And it's just on Thursdays. I could come in early. I could stay. I could, you know, stay late the next day. Whatever we got to do, I just looking in for about 40 minutes to get off early. And she again assured me that that wasn't going to be a possibility. So it was kind of like right then I knew that I wanted to transition and be my own boss. Um, so I started working real hard to to do that. But one of the challenges I have is I so I went out on my own and I and I started my own company. But I soon I ran out of money. I didn't I couldn't uh, make enough money on, on my business to sustain my income for my personal, you know, pay rent at a car payment. Um, luckily at that time, which was a blessing, uh, you know, that I didn't have a family just yet. I was single. So I had a little more disposable income, but uh, I, I still couldn't make enough in my business to sustain just uh, putting money back into the company and pay my bills. So I had to go back and get uh, another job, and, and then work, work and then take that extra money, put it back into the company to try to grow that. I had to do that a few times. I did, I think, two or three times before I could really sustain an income of, of uh, to support myself and not only support myself, but grow the business. So that was a major challenge um, in, in my first endeavor of being into business myself. What I learned from that is, you know what, it, you might not need to... Uh, basically leave the job 
and you could do the job on the side. That's why when we're trying to teach people how to get an ATM business, I said, you know, keep your nine to five. Let's use this as a side business until you can become full-time money. And in fact, one of the things I tell them is, is, you know, what you guys could do is, why don't we want to double we an ATM business? We want to double what your personal income from your nine to five is right now, because that way, once you double that income, now you can leave your nine to five and you can still have that single part of that double can now be the money that's generating to put back into the business. Because as a business owner, you're always growing your own personal business and you need revenue to do that. That's one of the challenges of being in business is you need revenue to grow that business. So that was one of my challenges. And so I speak to that to the audiences. You know what? Make sure if you are doing, uh, you want to get into business for yourself, that you got enough money to not only support yourself, but to sustain growth in the company. That's something that I forgot about. I'm like, well, I'm making X. I can, I can, I can leave my nine to five. Let's just let's just use a example. Hey, I'm making five hundred dollars a week. I can leave my nine to five because my my side hustle is making me five hundred a week. What I didn't come in uh, grips with, or I didn't wasn't aware of is that I need money to grow the company. And so now I'm sucking every dollar out of what I'm making to, 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 to pay for my personal income bills, but I didn't have enough money to grow the company. So I got, I, I got stagnant. I had opportunities, but those opportunities I needed, I needed revenue to, to buy those in this, in this situation was buy ATMs. I needed revenue to buy the ATMs, to put in the, to the locations to, to make extra money. And I, I was out of funds. So what I would tell the audience is make sure when you dis decide or what my lesson was, is that I needed to make extra money. But that's why I went back to work until nine to five to get those extra revenue dollars. So now I can take those and it, it kind of sounds like it's in reverse. But what I was doing is I was using my nine to five now to supplement my growth in my business. It wasn't paying bills. It was just putting in the growth. So I love it, Phil. And I got, I got another part, but go ahead. You could, you might want some questions. Or and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you hit the other part. And to unpack that, first, you realize that you needed cash flow in the business to keep it going. Yeah. A lot of individuals don't realize that. A lot of small business owners, people starting out, they don't realize that they need to invest back into the business. You're just not. You just cannot take from it. Two, you created a plan, double the income before you jump out there and just leave it all. And then three, you said, use the nine to five as a tool, using that money to fund the business after your business takes over. So don't rush, don't hurry to leave your nine to five, because I know that when I became an entrepreneur, that was the mindset to rush, to leave the nine to five. Let me just get out of the job. But then you get out of stability. If you have stability there, mm -hmm. if you have benefits, you leave those behind as well, because as an entrepreneur, you got to pay for all of that. So mm -hmm. keep your nine to five. Take a side hustle, create a plan of action, and then remember that you are always constantly going to have to reinvest in your business. So you need to keep revenue flowing from either the business or the business and a side hustle. What's your other point? All right. So then now I got to the point. My next step in this in this uh, journey was, OK, I got to the point where now I can sustain my income, my personal income. We were growing. I Not we, but me. I was growing the business. And it was getting, it was, it was uh, starting to succeed. Everything's good. So now I'm past that hurdle. But my next hurdle was, okay, I, I, I got too much business for me to handle by myself. 
I want to take a couple of days off. I want to do, I want, maybe I want to do something else and I can't do it because I can't lead the business. So I needed to hire somebody, but we didn't have enough revenue to hire somebody on a full-time basis. Where do I get that? Those people, we were dealing with ATMs. There was cash. I needed somebody I could trust. So what I did is I reached out to a friend and what he was doing is he was, um, he had, a, he had his own little side business, but he was trying to supplement his side business too. So I said, hey, why don't you come work for me a couple of days a week and you could help supplement your side business. So he said, oh, that's great. And that, and that worked out for a little while. Then I realized, you know, so that was what I would recommend is don't do that. Don't hire friends. Don't hire family. Those are always, it seems like your go-to people that you're like, oh, I got my brother. He could help me out. Or I got my cousin or or man, man, Jimmy and I, we've been friends since the second grade, you know, but that we're friends, but we're not business friends. And so the difference is, yeah, it's good to go out to dinner or hang out or pal around or whatever you guys do. That's great. And you guys got the same mindset, friendship wise, business wise, totally different. So again, it's your baby. It's your business. You're trying to grow that thing. You're going to have a different grind for them. It's just a job. And so then the friendship kind of goes a little sideways because you they say, hey, man, I thought we're friends. You should pay me more. And I'm like, hey, I thought we're friends. You should work harder. So that that's always becomes the, the butting of the heads and the mindset's different. I remember with my friend here, I would I hired him to help alleviate some of the pressure of the job of the of the, the you know, the amount of people that something uh, the amount. That people, the, my customers, they wanted help with. So I'm like, hey, uh, I'm not going to use his name, but I'm going to just call him Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, can you go over there and take care of that over there? And he's like, ah, oh, Phil, you know what? My wife's getting home about 4.30. I got to be home by the time she gets home. I'm thinking 4.30? What are you talking about? We worked at 6 here. Oh, no. Now 4.30, I got to be home. So I can't go out and do that extra thing, Phil. We can wait that to tomorrow. So now I hired him to go help me eliminate some of these problems. Now I'm running out there and taking care of that. So the thing that I needed to do, I couldn't do. I had to service that customer. So one of the lessons that I learned with this is don't hire friends, don't hire family. Sometimes it's a necessary evil because you got to do it. Just put in the back of your mind. This is just a, a little step here until I can get enough to really hire somebody um, that can really do the job. So, but I, I would recommend don't hire friends and family because they got a different grind level, different mindset than you do. And it makes it harder to let that person go. I'm like, man, we've been friends since the second grade. I don't want to cut this loose because but you know what? They've cut it loose. So, you know what? You got to separate the business from the personal. You got to have a heart to heart with them. Man, I love you. We can, we can, you know, we can rock and roll all the time, but I can't, I can't work here no more. I got, I need somebody who wants to take the job more serious. And that conversation sounds good right here on the camera. But when let me tell you, when you're in that conversation, that friendship is going to go sideways every time because they're going to say, I thought we were friends. But that's what they're always going to say. But the truth of the matter is, man, we got I'm trying to put up numbers here to pay to grow this thing. And you're not helping me the way I need you to help. So that's what that's the other lesson. Don't hire friends. Um, hire somebody. Get a part timer that you know what you can let loose. And, and when it's not working out. Oh, that's good. That's good, Phil. And I've heard some other people say, don't hire for relationships, hire skill and talent for the right yep. fit. 
not for personal relationships. So, yeah. Phil, we are over our time. I know. <laughs> I like to talk. I short. And for the people, because what we want to deliver here on the Seven Square CEO Spotlight is short actionable things that you can implement in your business. I didn't mess that word up this time. I'm mm -hmm. just going to keep it at implement. Phil, thank you for joining me. How can thank people you find you? How can they follow you? Tell us about your course so they can go out and look for that. So the best way to find us is just go to uh, Philip Webb ATM on YouTube. And we got a, we have a bunch of YouTube uh, videos that you can uh, follow the journey. You can see if the ATM business is right for you, ton of free information. And if, uh, if that, if, if that's somewhere you want to go, then we have a, a Facebook community. You can always join and get a little more deeper in the subject. But what I suggest you is just go to Philip Webb ATM um, on YouTube. And if you're on Rumble, go to uh, Philip Webb, the payment guy on Rumble. So that's it. Oh, I appreciate it so much. And again, go out, take this information, implement it in your business so you can scale and become that awesome, awesome business owner and have all the success that you want in life. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. All right.